My name is Tasha Carvel. I am 43 years old here in Bismarck, North Dakota, and I'm here with my dad. I'm Kevin Carvel, age 72. Hey, dad. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about this last night, but I was thinking about you raising me and me being... Uh, how old was I when you and mom got divorced? You know, the marriage was slowly collapsing over a period of time, and your mother had moved away, so I've actually never been quite certain, but about five or five years old. Yeah. Were you scared to raise me by yourself ever? No, no, I wasn't. Not at all. No, it didn't feel like a frightening, you know, it was a little, a little bit maybe exasperated, like, shoot, I've got to do this all myself now, but uh, but it wasn't wasn't frightening. Yeah. Did you feel like you had good support from our family? Oh, yeah, everybody was wonderful. You know, even your, your mother's family and others were, everybody was very supportive and helpful. Mm-hmm. Was it ever awkward? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, you were a little girl, so, you know, we had to go through bathing and, you know, it wasn't awkward. The first time I had to go bra shopping and you took me to, I think, Dayton's, and you brought me to the, like, girl little girl section and you just steered me by the shoulders to the sales lady and said, she needs bras, I'll be over here whenever yeah. we're ready to pay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there was some awkward, uh, awkward <laughs> but, but, but not very much. It went, went, went pretty smoothly. I feel like now would be an easier time for a dad to raise a daughter by himself, but I, I just was wondering if that time it was a little stranger or something. Well, it, it was a little strange because there were very few fathers doing it all by themselves, but um, it, it didn't feel strange at all. It didn't feel difficult. It didn't feel awkward and felt like an honor to be doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, you felt like you were doing, uh, you know, the the Lord's work here. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're sort of proud of yourself. Because I was that difficult. It was the Lord's work. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, but it was was tricky going to some things. They say, well, well, you know, at a PTA meeting, they say, well, we'll have all the moms and Kevin then come over here to (laughs) do this. So, uh, right. How do you think you got so nice? You're so nice to people. <laughs> you're so you're like know, a collector we're, we're, of lost souls. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I had some the garbage man came to mind. He comes wandering over to my house. He's been there the last couple of days. Wants to come and visit. So he comes in and he's reeks of the garbage dump and another stray cat. <laughs> yeah, and um, I don't know. I you know when I was little, I felt when I was small, I was small. I mean, I I'm, I'm still not big, but I was really little. I was the littlest guy in the, in the class, You're you know. A runt. Yeah, and so you felt maybe something for the underdog, and even even though you were excelled academically, you uh, was also almost a year younger than my classmates, so I felt that kind of immaturity around them too. So that probably resulted in me being em- sort of quiet you in have the empathy, back. Empathy, yeah, but be, but being small and younger than everybody, and you know, and so I I don't know. I've always sort of taken to lost souls and I remember there had been any number beginning back in grade school that you'd sort of befriend and they would be gr- wonderfully grateful for it and uh, you know and you know, also made you feel good and made them feel good and contributed to a, a better community and society yeah. and you instilled that in me for yeah, sure I yeah. I always end up rooting for the underdog it's <laughs> painful though sometimes because <laughs> yeah. because those folks yeah, well, often some, have a yeah. poor lot in life. And yeah, and, it's just hard to sort of be on their that, side. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you're um, meanwhile halfway through your life. So what do you what are your plans for the next forty years? How would you hope to this plays out for you? I think I want to raise Ike in a happy home, <laughs> mm-hmm. and have him have interesting experiences. I want to travel with him and and Nick. I want to have adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had great adventures when I was growing up. Yeah. 
I loved our road trips. They mm-hmm. weren't international adventures or yeah, anything like yeah. that. I would love to have some international tr- adventures yeah, with like, yeah. but just those road trips that we would go on to like South Dakota or Montana and, mm-hmm. you know, you'd make me stop at every historical marker and yeah. drove me kind of crazy. Yeah. But, but those were really, those are memorable for me. And I think that they will be for Ike and I want to make sure he has that kind mm-hmm. of a life where mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, mm-hmm. hanging out at home on the weekends all yeah. the time. I want to make sure he has adventures yeah, and happy ones. Yeah, that's 20 years. And then? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a library to build or anything yeah. like you did. How do you so. see yourself as a, as a, as a old 70 lady, 70-year-old lady? What do you think will be going on? I've never really projected that mm-hmm. much forward. I mean, I think it's lovely when people, like, retire to the lakes. Yeah. Yeah, and, like yeah, sit and yeah, sit yeah. on their decks and stare out over. Well, I mean, life hands you. I mean, I expected to um, spend the you know my last days in Fargo. Yeah. And here I am in Mott. You know, sort of a surprising turn of events, but it's been a satisfying one. So, Do you think yeah. your last days will be in Mott? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I don't plan to move anywhere else. No, I mean, I've got the house that fits. And I mean, you got twenty years yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean. That town will continue in its decline, and maybe its grocery store will disappear, and maybe... Then what? Well, you know, there a number of those towns out there, New Leipzig and Regent, are be, would be examples, have community, you know, cooperative groceries run by community volunteers, but... No, but for you... Well, so I suppose gone. at some point, you'd just, you, you know, you'd get somebody, you'd send them to the, into Bismarck every week with a grocery list, and, you know, it'd be cost you, and... Well, you know, we're about to move back to Fargo, and a lot of your friends have commented that they want us to bring you with us, <laughs> all of your old Fargo friends, I'd so... No, no, I, it'll be mine. I mean, obviously, one may fall into dementia or some sort of terrible illness that requires nursing home care, and, you know, that'd be an unhappy time, but... Even if you have dementia, Dad, I like yeah. visiting you. Well, thank you for visiting with me today. All right. Well, this was entertaining. Thank <laughs> you. Same.